Hello and welcome to Spikner Culture, a creative leadership podcast. And I am your host, Steve. And this week, I'm going to be talking about what is India's response. So you might be asking yourself, response to what? And uh, I am actually having this conversation because I was inspired by a call that I had with uh, a gentleman um, from Africa. He's uh, a, one of the worship leaders that I, I'm working with, um, especially in the uh, Nairobi scene in Nairobi, Kenya. And uh, as I'm having a conversation with this young man, his name is Daniel, um, he, he said something that was really, really impactful for me. He said this, he said, you know, we know the, uh, that worship is a response to who God is. And so he started mentioning and start saying things like, we know the Hillsong response. We know the Bethel response. We know, you know, the Maverick City response. We know all these responses by different houses of worship and different communities. We know that, you know, the, I guess the Australia response, right? The American response, you know, the African-American response. But then he comes and says, you know, what is the Kenyan response? What is the Indian response? I would ask now because that is my question for this week because I've been thinking a lot about this. And so my question is, what is our response? What is the Kenyan response? What is India's response, right, to who God is? Because worship is a direct, right, it's a direct response to who God is. It's, it's a direct response to God's revelation. And and for me, I've been I was reading this morning. Um, from we just did a devotional this morning, and we were in John chapter four. And I was thinking about the woman at the well, and the woman at the well, right after having a conversation, having an encounter with Jesus. You know, she goes and just starts responding. Right, there's like a worshipful response that comes out of her. And one of the things I really wanted to focus on tonight, today, was just the idea that Jesus says in you know in that John chapter four verse thirty four, he says, um, "My food is to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish His work." And and then he says in thirty five, "Do you not say there are still four months, and then comes the harvest?" Behold, I said to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And I just start thinking about this idea of how Jesus, right, has this encounter with this woman. This woman has an encounter with Jesus, and they have this, you know, in a sense, like there's like a place where, you know, you have this woman, right? She goes out and just starts in a sense, like sharing with everyone, brings out everyone to Jesus. And then you have Jesus, in a sense, also sharing with the disciples and sharing from the place of saying, hey, I have work to do. I have food to eat that you don't even know. And then he says, like, I am here to do the work, right? I'm here to finish the work. And I just, I just feel that in my heart today that what if our response, right, as India, what if our response was to finish the task? You know, I think so much about what, you know, St. Thomas did, right? Coming to, you know, this nation and, and the work that he started is still unfinished. It's still unfinished. Who will take on that task? Who will stand up and, and finish that task? You know, I mean, who, who you know, in, in your circle of friends as a leader, in whether whatever sphere you're in, 
who can you say truly is taking on this mantle or finishing the task that Jesus started, right? Finishing the task that, you know, Thomas continued. And I just think that for me, I am looking at this as a, a challenge, right? The challenge of God, I want my food to be to do your will. Like I want my food to be like obsessed and just like, I want to finish the task. I want to finish the work that you started. And I love in verse 35, as he says, do not say there's still four months and then comes the harvest. And there's so many of us who are th- saying that similar thing, right? There's still time like this, you know, how it's going to be a hard thing. There's so much that has to happen before this happens and this happens and this happens. But see, the challenge in this question is this, you know, there are still four months, right? People are saying, you know, there's still four months and then come to harvest. But then he says, behold, I said to you, lift up your eyes and look. As they filled for they're already white for harvest. And I think it's it's that kind of, I mean, you know, you might feel the same as me. You might not feel the same. But for me, I am just pregnant with this idea that God is is ready to use some of us if we're willing. God is willing to use us, you know, to impact this nation. You know, this is a nation that that needs, you know, the goodness of God on display. You know, the the poverty with like everything that's happening in this nation with the poverty rate, with the corruption, with everything that's happening with COVID that just took away parents, took away people's wealth, took away people's leaders. You know, now is the time. This is the time to step up. This is now the time that new leaders need to rise up. And this is the time that we need to show God's goodness. People are hungry. The fields, they're white. And and the thing I would leave you with is this, you know, one, when harvest is ready to, to harvest, if you leave it out there too long, it goes to waste, right? It gets spoiled, you know, and that's the question we have, you know, there's like a window that's open, right? This Kairos moment, this window that's open for us to respond in worship, right? In worship, not just like in song, but in action. Because I believe this is the hour that we need to write new songs. This is the hour that we need to write new plays. We need to write, you know, we need architects. You know, that's something I've been talking to some of our writing teams and some of the people that I work with. I've been talking about the idea of actually becoming architects, actually building a better tomorrow. You know, see, the thing is, like, I'm in a house that I did not build. And the thing is, I use the house exactly how the architect meant me to use it. (laughs) You know, the thing is, like, he put the bathrooms where he wanted to. He put the living room, the kitchen. And it doesn't matter if I want to use the kitchen in my bedroom. That's weird because he already put the drains. He put the rooms and, and he put every every appliance in the place that it's supposed to be. And I use it exactly how he wants me to use it. Right. He put the shower where he put it and I use the shower exactly where he put it. And so for me, I'm looking at asking the Lord to raise up architects. Right. People who are thinking five to 10 years down the road in India, like how are people actually going to come in houses? You know, how are we going to build? How are we going to construct? How are we going to create blueprints that other people can walk into and be served? Right. And so that is like my biggest prayer right now, as we're still in this stage where there's like an open door, an open invitation. You know, will you accept it? Will I accept it? right? To be an architect that builds the future, that builds rooms for others to walk in, to feel loved, to feel accepted, right? 
to feel the joy of the Lord, to feel all the fruit of actually knowing God and and and, and feeling loved and knowing with with assurance, with that shadow of a doubt where they're going, that they're loved, that they're cared for, that despite everything that's around them, that there's a God who loves them, that they have a family not only on the earth but a heavenly family. You know, what will we give up? You know, what is going to be our response in this hour? What is going to be our response in worship to God, right? Worship is not just music. It's not just song. It's not just what Maverick City is doing. It's not what Bethel is just doing, not Hillsong. But worship is everything. It's everything that we do. Everything, it, it's, it's, worship is when we go to put something at the altar. And what are we putting at the altar in this season before the Lord? And that's a question I'm going to leave you with this week. What are we laying down in worship? What's our response to the worthiness of Jesus? What are we taking to the altar? Because I think when we start asking these questions, these are dangerous questions, and they're going to lead us to the place of of surrender, and the place where we're going to actually find a generation. We're going to find other wild ones, other crazy ones who are thinking the way we are to see God move in power and to see God transform this nation to see people loved, restored, cared for. And so I just leave you with that. You know, I want you to just engage with us on our social media, engage with us, uh, ask us questions. And I'm excited to keep building this family. Uh, If you have any questions for me, reach out to me, steve at sparknot.com. And I'll definitely respond. If you have any topics that you want to hear from me or anything that um, that you don't understand or anything like that. I would love to engage with you. And um, yeah, without further ado, I will see you next week. And thank you so much for tuning in.